Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. Here at All Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. This is episode number 37, and today we're going to be talking about, about ways to build high productivity virtual teams. So as with all of our podcasts, there is an accompanying blog article on the Ulfire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, subscribe to our regular newsletter, subscribe to the podcast, and generally find out about how we can help you with your business. So building high productivity virtual teams is not as simple as it may seem. Um, Realistically, to put a virtual team together, all you really need to do is to assemble people in different locations, give them a task to work on, tell them to collaborate and keep your fingers crossed. The best, however, you will get from those teams is when you actually spend the time to make sure that everything is right before the team is put together and then to support that team as it runs. So for this particular podcast and for the accompanying article, we've put together eight of the key things that you should consider when you are aiming to build a high productivity virtual team. So these are eight of the key things that we've accumulated over our experience that um, that, are, that are things that we would recommend any organization should consider when they're starting out on a virtual team. So the first one is to plan your work. Now, it seems very trite and, and cliche to say this, but realistically, companies will invest much of their time in planning the technical part of whatever the job may be that they are going to get their people to work on. They'll plan the budgets, they'll plan the schedules, they'll work out when the deliverables are required. What they don't do, or what in our experience very few businesses will actually spend time doing, is planning is planning how the team themselves will interact to make sure that the that they have the rest tool the best tools in place, that the work when it is done multi-center is done in the right multiple centers and that people have the have the support that they need so that they can get on with the job and not spend their time worrying about things that are that are not necessary for them to worry about and that should have been considered during the during this planning stage so the second part of getting a high productivity virtual team is to engage the best people you possibly can so again, it seems quite obvious, but often again, it's not a consideration. Businesses will typically look at where they have availability. They'll look at where they may have the best cost basis for them to do their work, but they tend not to look beneath that to see, to make sure that the people that they're actually going to hand this work off to 
are the right people, that they're people that have the right skills and aptitude for working in a virtual environment, and they're not just pure technocrats, and that they are the right kinds of people who will actually put the effort in to make sure that the communications work, that the collaboration is effective, and that the job in itself then gets delivered to its best possible way. So the third factor that we would recommend organizations consider is to make sure you have the right quality leadership. And again, you can have really, really solid business leaders who've built all of their experience leading and managing co-located teams or leading and managing businesses which are single local location. But then when they go to this multi-center work, they don't have necessarily the skill sets or the experience to um, to conceptualize the challenges and to make sure that the work gets executed in the ways that it needs to get executed. So again, making sure you have the right quality leadership rather than just quality leadership is, is another very, very important factor. The fourth factor we would recommend is that you provide suitable training, that you spend that you, that you spend the time during your planning sessions making sure that you have identified where the real and potential skill gaps may be in your team as far as working in cross-cultural environments and then organize for appropriate training so that these personnel can have the support that they need to build the skills that they need. Now, training in Things like virtual teams, training in cross-cultural collaboration and so forth is not the same as going on a technical training course. There are skills that you will need to learn that you'll then need to have reinforced and reinforced and reinforced again during the life of the project or the life of the work. So the training is quite different. It often needs... um, it needs more of a, of a mentoring approach sometimes so that people can have ongoing training and ongoing developmental support as they, as they work through the job. The fifth factor that we would recommend is that you provide that ongoing effective support, that you don't simply send people to a one-off, what we refer to as a fit-and-forget training course, you don't just send them to a course, they come back with a certificate or they come back with, with, with having completed the course and from there on in the expectation is that they will know everything that they need to know. They really need the support to be able to continue to develop as the, as the work progresses. The teams will change and as teams change the communication requirements change. The phases of the scope of the work will change as the project runs and as they change the skills that will be required will need to be reinforced and modified. So it's an ongoing level of support rather than a single right this is it right now here we go do this training and you're all good and away you go. The sixth factor we would recommend is that you deal with any conflict quickly. Um, a challenge in virtual team environments can be that disagreements will build up between offices or between people, between groups within offices, and that f- and that as time passes, those disagreements will fester. People will become increasingly frustrated and increasingly upset. Um, and sometimes, because these disagreements are happening at distance, people don't necessarily recognise it quickly enough to be able to act on it or when they do recognize it 
they tend to trivialize it because it's not happening right in front of them it's happening in another in another location or it's happening between people that they don't necessarily deal with so it's very important that any negative conflict gets identified quickly and that the management team and the leadership of the business and the leadership of the project get on top of any of these conflicts quickly and make whatever changes they may need, may need to make. Sometimes that may mean rotating people in or out of a project. It may mean changing the communication structure. There are any any number of different ways that you can have to consider the the changes that you may need to work to deal with conflict but they need to be dealt with and it needs to be done in a, in a in a quick and effective and efficient way the seventh factor we would recommend is that you that you quickly and appropriately recognize and reward success now success um, on a lot of projects tends to get recognized right at the end and it and the rewards then go to the people who are still on the job when the job finishes so often you'll find that people who've worked on the job as time's gone by miss out on the opportunity to get recognized and to be included in the celebrations at the end of the job and this often happens with virtual team structures where the people in the remote offices their work will happen they'll finish their work their work will continue then with others and they will often not be recognized for their contributions. So firstly, you need to be cognizant of recognizing their contributions while they're still engaged with the job, and then again right at the very end of the job. Also, the recognition and the reward structures and the reward mechanisms need to be appropriate for the cultures in which the team members are functioning. So if you have um, a, a group who have a collective culture, where they like to be recognized as a group for the work that they've done, that should be how their recognition is done. It shouldn't always be assumed that every single individual and every single group expects to be recognized in the same way. So there's a, there's a balance and there's an appropriateness of the reward structures that needs to be considered. Then the eighth factor that we would recommend is that you really try very, very hard to avoid a blame culture developing within your work. It can be quite easy and I've experienced it and I've seen it in on projects where um, there'll be a breakdown between offices, there'll be a breakdown between individuals and at some point the blame culture between becomes that the one office will blame the other office entirely for all of the problems on the job. Now that's completely wrong. It It shouldn't happen, it shouldn't be that way but it does happen and it does occur. And again, it's it's similar to point number six, which was dealing with conflict quickly. You need, as a manager or as a leader within these projects, you need to very quickly get back to people and say, look, this is just not appropriate. It's not the entire organisation in this other location. It's a disagreement. It's whatever it is. You need to get on top of it and you need to resolve it quickly and appropriately so that it doesn't allow things to degenerate within the job. So these are the eight factors that we would recommend organizations consider very highly when they're putting together a high performance and a high productivity virtual team, that you plan your work and plan it properly and collectively and collaboratively for your virtual team environment, that you engage with the best people you can, that you ensure you have the right kinds of quality leadership in place, that you provide suitable training that that training is delivered in an ongoing way with ongoing effective support, 
that you deal with any conflict quickly and efficiently, that you appropriately reward success, and that you work to avoid a blame culture within your organization. If you can tick off most of those eight factors when you're putting your virtual team together, you'll be in a much better place moving forward than you would be if you were to just jump in and uh, and start your virtual team without any form of, of, of structure and consideration beforehand. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and you've got something useful from it. Um, if you have, please, of course, feel free to check us out at uh, at our website, which is www.ulfire.com.au. While you're there, subscribe to our podcast feed, um, subscribe to our regular newsletter, and uh, check out the business generally and see if there's a way we can help you. I very much look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. Thank you. Thank you.